Ladies and gentlemen, this is the XFL. Week three is in the books. We're heading on to week four. And the biggest question of them all is, has the gameplay gotten better in the XFL? It might shock you a little bit because we also know that DC Defenders is supposed to be the best team out there. We They were undefeated coming into the game against L.A. Granted, there's only two games prior to that, and they did lose. So, in L.A., it's supposed to be like one of their worst teams in the league. And L.A. actually looked like they actually played like a very good football team. But has this gameplay gotten better? I believe so. I, I think it has. You can pinpoint the best teams in the XFL right now between Houston and St. Louis, but you can also see that the Vipers and Guardians are the worst teams in the league. And there's some ways to, I mean, it points out to you that why the Vipers and Guardians aren't that great. It's because of quarterback play. They, they do not have a traditional quarterback. We've already heard today that I'm going to talk about a little bit later. Quentin Flowers is no longer a part of the Tampa Bay Vipers. He was a, apparently their backup quarterback. But Taylor Cornelius is now their starter since Aaron, I guess Aaron Murray's hurt. Not totally for sure what's wrong with him. But their quarterback play is not the greatest. Same with Matt McGowan and the Guardians. He'll play for the first quarter or even the second quarter and still throw for two interceptions. And they can just pull him after that. Maybe they need to figure some things out that knowing that quarterback play is huge in the XFL because that's what's going to bring your viewerships in because if there is not good play on the field, people will just tune out. But I believe the gameplay has gotten a lot better between, say, teams such as Houston, St. Louis, because, one, they both have two good quarterbacks with P.J. Walker and Jordan Tayamu. And if you go to that, Cardell Jones is a, a decent quarterback. Josh Johnson is a decent quarterback in the league as well. Brandon Silvers is a guy that you can see him shine at times, but it's also Seattle. They do not have much of a, a wide receiver threat for them, so you got to think there's a little mix in the in the shuffle, but this gameplay has gotten a lot better. There's some play callings that, of course, as coaches, you are going to expect them to make dumb things, and, of course, that's what happened. But the gameplay has gotten a lot better. Now, with turnout-wise in the XFL, people are still watching it, of course. People are actually going to the games, but the thing that kind of discouraged me a little bit was when during the Wildcats and Defenders game, they, in L.A., they had to tape off, well, tarp off, Two two sections, two big sections in the end zones, which those are supposed to be the cheapest seats out there to watch, which is kind of discouraging. But then again, it's also L.A., and it's hard to get people butts in seats between whether if it's a Chargers game, a Rams game, at times, and with baseball games as well with the Angels and with the Dodgers. There's that points and times that you cannot get people butts in seats if it's something that they're not interested in, especially with football in that area. Football is not an interesting or sexy sport in L.A., I'm, I'm very surprised they still have two NFL teams and they also have the XFL team there. It's just not a sexy thing for them. And knowing that they're, those areas are topped off, l- luckily they have a tarp on there that has L.A. Wildcats on there. But they're also getting more people bunched together. But they're still getting a great turnout on the sides and everything else in there. Tampa Bay brought in a decent crowd, which I'm very shocked for their home opener, which is really good. And this is going to be common for the startup league of a decent crowd. Maybe it's going to grow a little bit. Maybe it's going to go down. But the thing that stood out to me the most was crowd-wise was the lower bowl in St. Louis was sold out last week. And that's good. That I believe if you have fans interested in this sport, you're going to see a better turnout in what the games are going to look like and they're going to have better competitive games. So that's why I believe gameplay between 
on the field and what the people are watching around it. If people get butts, they get the butts in the seats. You're going to see more people turn out and go to these XFL games because there's going to be there's better gameplay. And that's the thing. The gameplay is what's going to get the butts in the seats, and that's what's going to have to happen in order for the XFL to survive. And right now, they're on a very good trajectory path of this actually happening. Happening. So the gameplay, I believe, has gotten better. Now let's talk about what happened with Quentin Flowers, the former quarterback for the Tampa Bay Vipers, as he asked for his release, which is very interesting to think that you are trying so hard to get back into the NFL and you're in the XFL, and it's the fact that if you have something that could actually coming down the line as an NFL contract, you don't ask for your release, and there's something going on right here. Quentin Flowers went to UCF, I believe, in, in around the Florida area. So he's at least no he's he's at least a well known person for the Vipers. If you're just a fan of that Florida region, so that's why people want to come see. I guess their quarterback. They're I'm guessing you want to quote unquote homegrown quarterback. Aaron Murray got the start opening day, as if we want to call it opening day against the against the Guardians. There wasn't a great opening day. We saw Flowers actually come in and play a little bit as he went one for two with 37 yards. And that pass he connected for 37 yards was a beaut and a dime. That just It was a beautiful pass. You can see the potential in that from that week one. Week two, they named Taylor Cornelius the starter, which doesn't make sense. And they made the option of making Taylor Cornelius and Flowers the bat, like the two-on-two quarterbacks, they're they're just using him as they're just using a two-quarterback system, which in any type of system of that that does not work at all. So it you're just pretty much hurting Cornelius and hurting Flowers because they cannot get on a rhythm because at times they're going to be interchanging throughout that I guess the drive through or this one drive is Cornelius, one drive is Flowers. That does not that's not doesn't work. That does not work at all. It doesn't. Week two sees as Flowers went 3-for-7 with 18 yards and interception. That did not work. And with week three, the last week he played, he went 4-for-6 or 67 yards, and he actually he looked like the better quarterback with Cornelius out there. And what sucks, too, is that Cornelius, which a play that should have had Flowers in there, they left Cornelius in there. And I don't know if it's, if it's Mark Trestman trying to figure out that, okay, maybe Cornelius is the better one. No, the better quarterback out of the three right now is Flowers, and yet they had he asked for his release. He's no longer a Tampa Bay Viper. That is not a good look for the Vipers right now. It, Mark Trestman, I don't know what you think you're doing with the two-quarterback system. Well, you can't do that this week. You have to rely on Cornelius or Aaron Murray is actually going to be healthy. But one play that did not go good for a non-mobile quarterback, if you had a mobile quarterback in there such as Flowers, it might be a different story. Maybe Flowers would be their, their starter week four. Maybe he knew something that not many people know that he wasn't going to get the start in that week four, so he's like, you know what, I've been here for four weeks. They've promised me more playing times than taking six plays or having six passing attempts, such as in week three. I think I was going to take my talents elsewhere. Maybe the CFL is my thing, or I doubt he makes another NFL roster, but there's a good chance he might. You never know because these startup leagues can produce players, but if you're already asking for your release from a team and they grant it to you, there's something going on. No, I do not believe the XFL is folding or he knows something that the fans do not. There's just way too much of money that's involved in this league that's making it's it's it doesn't look good for the Vipers itself, but it, it doesn't mind or it does not hurt the XFL at all. 
and going into my next point of possible expansions because of how this growing popularity of the XFL, everybody wants a team here, everybody wants a team there. You know what, I'm going to give you three teams that could possibly come in the West or and three teams that could possibly come in the East Division as the XFL split between two divisions between the East and the West. So we'll start off with the West first. And one of the teams that I could think as a possible expansion is Omaha, Omaha, Nebraska. And I mean, you can say that they have, they need another professional sports team because they have the AAA system of the Kansas City Royals, the Omaha Storm Chasers. They were a part of the UFL at one point, which was the Spring Football League back in 2010. They were the Nighthawks then, and they sold out every single time they played. So they have at least some sort of backing as if there's a sport in Omaha – People will go see that, and that's what we saw 10 years ago. Maybe 10 years later, they had that exact same thing. It could happen that way. Now let's go to the second city that could all put in an XFL team, San Antonio, San Antonio, Texas. A third team might be a little bit much, though, for the XFL being in Texas, but San Antonio, we saw they were part of the AAF as the San Antonio Commanders, and they brought a crowd every single time they had a home game through that eight-week season or the eight-week stint that the AAF had. And the fans were completely torn when they found out the AAF was closing. These fans, the I guess the local bars, everybody loved the San Antonio Commanders because they got a football team in San Antonio. They don't have to worry about going to Houston, going to Texas. This is a big market area in Texas, as in San Antonio, that will draw Fans, they, they love the Spurs so much. Even when the Spurs aren't doing great, they'll still go to the games because they love their sports. San Antonio is a good sports town, and I'd would i I'd be shocked if the XFL doesn't try to get something in there or does not get something in there. That, I would just be completely shocked. The other West team, possibly Kansas City, Kansas. I, the border of the East and West pretty much goes down the down the Missouri River all the way down and also kind of a little crossover. Yeah, it. It's, it's weird. It, it cuts Kansas and Missouri right down the side. but So that's why you got to add it in the Kansas City, Kansas side. And they have a great location as it's sporting Kansas City, their soccer stadium. They can play it right there. It's a nice romantic area. Plus, Kansas City was a part of the top five markets that watched XFL opening day. I believe it was like they drew in 3.6 on the ratings-wise. That, that's good. You want to go to... And to expand into the locations where people are watching, if it's Kansas City's one of them, put a team there because people will turn out and watch football no matter if it's in the in the fall or if it's in the spring. People will watch football in Kansas City. Now let's go to the east. Let's bring back the Birmingham Thunderbolts. Yes, Birmingham, Alabama could make their re-debut in the XFL. I know they had an AAF team as the Birmingham Iron and a Fans actually showed up for that. People got behind the Birmingham Iron. They got behind the Thunderbolts on that short one season in the XFL. So you got to think Birmingham, Alabama might get that home of the next XFL team in the East. Let's go to Columbus, Ohio. They were also a part of the top five markets watching the XFL. I think they were, I believe, fourth on that list, which is good out of the top five places. I think it was like probably a 3.2. But, I mean, this might be their alternative there in Ohio instead of watching the Browns or Bengals lose. So maybe a Columbus, Ohio team might bring that spark and football in going on. You never know. Now, if, let's go with Philadelphia, Pennsylvania for the last East team. And the Philadelphia fans are completely crazy. So this, why, why wouldn't you not want to put a, 
football team there. They can easily play at their soccer stadium as well. And if they they supported the arena football team. I'm pretty sure they're the sole in the arena football league. They supported that tremendously there in Philadelphia. I don't see why they couldn't support an XFL team tremendously. And it's a very good way to broaden the horizons for Philadelphia. Yes, they have the Phillies. Yes, they have the 76ers. Yes, they have the Eagles. Let's put an XFL team in Philadelphia, and those fans would go crazy because Philadelphia is just a crazy city. There's a bunch of crazy people there, and they'll easily get back and back up the XFL, I guess, in open arms. I would not be surprised if they have a chugging contest. Like, okay, if you have all these three teams, all like Birmingham, Columbus, Philadelphia, whoever chugs this beer first is going to get the get the XFL team. Philadelphia will easily get that done in a heartbeat because it's Philadelphia and they are crazy. So the X, those are the expansions that I'm actually looking, hoping that will actually happen. Omaha, Nebraska, San Antonio, Texas, Kansas City, Kansas, Birmingham, Alabama, Columbus, Ohio, and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Let me know what you think and let and see if there's a, any way or any chance that this could actually happen. I hope it does. XFL is funded for the next two to three years. I'm guessing they're making a revenue right now, so it will probably be last for another th- three years after that three-year stint they think it's going to happen. I think this is gonna have the XFL is gonna be around for the next twenty to 50, 50 years. I can easily see that happening. That'll do it for this little podcast here. Hope you enjoyed this XFL rant that I had, and let me know what you think. Make sure you whatever you listen to this on, subscribe, share it, do whatever you want with it. I'm I'm thankful that you listen this long. Have a good one.